What is going on, everyone? Welcome to Barking for Balance, the podcast where we talk about dogs, but we also talk about whatever it is that's meant to teach, inspire, and entertain. I want to wish you all a happy Thanksgiving. I don't know. I'm trying to make some uh, some some turkey noise. I'm not sure if it's working out, but happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Uh, this uh, podcast is being recorded uh, on, a, on a Tuesday, uh, but it's going to air on Thursday, which happens to be Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving to you all. Uh, case you're joining us for the first time i am pat the pac-man if you're wondering wow that guy really sounds good looking well guess what you ain't wrong you know what i'm saying that's why i want you guys to subscribe to the podcast subscribe to youtube subscribe i mean uh, uh, uh follow us on facebook follow us on instagram and i'm gonna give you those links in a second you know i, I just kind of wish that somebody else would be saying this kind of stuff instead of having me to say it myself but hey it is what it is. I'm sure people are saying that anyway. But regardless of the fact, welcome and happy Thanksgiving. Manchema Bivimo. If you're joining us for the first time, I am Pat the Pac-Man, dog behavior and rehabilitation specialist at Pac-Man to the Rescue, Canine Solutions and Coaching. And the mantra, it's about training people, not training dogs. That's why here we train the people to train their dogs or better yet, to make their dogs happy, fulfilled and well-behaved. That's what it's about, not about having a well-trained dog. And we speak Sicilian, as you already noticed. So you're going to get a kick out of that. And uh, hopefully uh, you'll learn a second language or a third or fourth or fifth language or whatever it is. So uh, let's say, do you have any questions on that? You want me to say a word or phrase or, you know, let me up. We could talk about that too. It's I'm barking for balance. That's what we do. And like I said before, if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Happy Thanksgiving. That's right. Eat that turkey, eat those mashed potatoes, lasagna, whatever it is that you're going to eat. Mancha, 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 Hell no, I'm going to be doing that. So it's a, it's a holiday. It's cheating. No dieting. Mancha, beaver, bella, panzagina, narregriamo. This podcast episode is uh, dedicated to exercise. Speaking of, uh, of being a fat ass, and um, I am definitely that. And we're working on fixing that. Clearly, the pandemic kind of threw things for a loop, but we're going to get back in action. We're going to get back into our fighting weight. But uh, today is about exercising our dogs. It's about uh, more than exercising. It's about draining energy. And we're going to get into that in a second. What the hell does that mean? Isn't exercising draining the energy? Well, there's other ways. And uh, we're, we're going to get into that in just a hot second. So hold on to them shorts because it's going to start cooking. You're going to start cooking in here soon. Not like you're cooking for Thanksgiving, but you can listen to the podcast while you're cooking. You're making your 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 suku, you're making your pasta forno, you're making your your turkey, whatever it is that you're eating. Manchamo. It's about food. Listen, I'm Italian. I talk about food a lot. So before uh, we get started about the uh, mentally, um, the, the draining the energy stuff, we want to make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Podcast. Have you subscribed yet? If not, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? You could subscribe. You can listen to the podcast on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and on Amazon. I always like mix them up because I, I kind of have to show, write them down so I can keep track of that whole menu. But those are the platforms to listen to the podcast. You could also, and you definitely have to subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's majorly cool. Plus, you get to listen to the podcast and look at the podcast with this good looking fella. Who is that guy? Damn. Hey, come on now. Like I said, somebody's got to be saying that. So throw some comments in there. Uh, also, follow us Facebook, Instagram. That is at Pac Man to the Rescue. 
The podcast is Barking for Balance and Pac-Man to the Rescue, P-A-C-K-M-A-N to the Rescue, social media platforms, Facebook and Instagram. And of course, the big thing is you gotta read my book, my autobiography, guys. I've been working on this autobiography since 2006. I'm sorry, 2016. Whoo, that would have been a really long time. Bed da much. Me, I can find my machine. Well, that would have been a really long time. No, 2016, I've been working on it and it's finally complete. It's finally published. It's out there. It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Nobles. It's at lulu.com. Uh, you can get the ebook version on multiple platforms, uh, the hardcover and the soft cover. Uh, those are, are going to take a little bit of time before they're available. The soft cover is available on Amazon currently. Uh, all three platforms, soft, hard, and ebook, are available on uh, lulu.com. They will all be available on, on Amazon and, and uh, Barnes and Nobles and other platforms as well. Currently, uh, just the soft cover is available on Amazon. And uh, like I said, all three available on lulu.com, which is the publishing company. And then also uh, multiple platforms on the ebook uh, all over the place. So Google it. Uh, I'll be hitting, putting some links in here. Come on, you get, this is my autobiography, guys. It's my whole life story, how I became Pac-Man, all the crap that I've been through, all sorts of cool stuff. It's inspiring. It's entertaining. It's funny. You're going to cry. You're going to laugh. You're going to be inspired. You're going to feel good. You're going like, to get it all piped up. I'm telling you, this book is the bomb. It's the bomb. So make sure you buy the book. Make sure you read the book and we can comment on it. We could talk about it. But God spelled backwards is the name. I know you're waiting. Como se llama? Como se llama? I don't know. If, I don't think I said it, but God spelled backwards is the name. But make sure it's from Pat the Pac-Man Batita because there's other people that are trying to take it. Of course, they did this a long time ago, but we're going to be the original. God spelled backwards is the name of the book. So make sure you buy it. And I want to hear your opinions on it. We're going to maybe bring you as a guest on the podcast and you could ask some questions. We could talk about it. You know, the process of writing a book, the process of my life and all the stuff that's in there, whatever you want to talk about, because this is barking for balance guys. We have fun here. Let's kick some back. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. Christmas is around the corner too. It's the holiday season. We get hyped up. There's no coffee in me, by the way. There's no energy drinks. This is pure Pac-Man, baby. Pure Pac-Man. I'm happy, excited, ready to rock and roll. Let's talk about some dogs, though, because dogs are the bomb. Animals in general are the bomb. I love animals. I'm a huge animal lover. I got a freaking zoo in my house. I got two dogs. I got a parrot, Hannibal the African Grey. I got an Indian star uh, tortoise named Flash. Most likely, I'm going to be taking in the, uh, one of the uh, foster, uh, not foster, the uh, feral cats that I take care of outside. He's going to be mine. He's my guy already. So most likely, I'm going to be bringing him in the house as well. It's going to be a zoo. Zoological chats. Zoo. Love animals. Dogs, the bomb. But you got to understand animals. You got to understand dogs. You got to give dogs what they want, what they need to be happy, successful, and well-behaved. And we got to understand, and I really need to focus on putting this in people's heads. You can't train a dog to not be in a certain state of mind. That's like telling somebody you have to not be afraid. You have to not be anxious. You have to not be whatever. Emotional states of mind are what trigger behaviors. You understand? That's really the key. We address that. Everything is golden. You know what I'm saying? So the top thing that I always, always, always stress of, stress about, I talk about this and it's always the number one priority is excitement. As I always say, excitement is the root of all evil. It is the root of all evil. 90% of all the problems stem from excitement, whether major problems, nuisance problems, 
minor problems, all from excitement. So we have to learn to eliminate the excitement. And the excitement is based on multiple factors. But the major factor that how of how you can get rid of the excitement is because it's pent up energy, right? Now, excitement is a physical issue. Now, and then is not physical, is a mental issue. So now and then you understand? But we still have to drain that dog's energy because the magic formula that we follow, or you should be following, and if you've been listening to this podcast and you've been following me, you know the magic formula is what, guys? Throw it out there. It is what? Three words. I'm waiting. I'll throw it in there. It's work, rules, reward. Those are the three in that order. It's work, rules, and then reward. So the first one is root work for a reason, because we want your dog to be fulfilled. We want your dog to drain the mental slash physical energy. Understand? Dogs are working creatures. As small as Yorkies or Chihuahuas, as big as Mastiffs or Rottweilers, they are working breeds. So when they're ripping apart your couch, it's because they're bored. They're not bad. They're bored. They're figuring out a way to do what, so something to do. They're chasing the cat. They're digging up the yard. They're jumping. They're barking. They're doing this because they're bored. Don't let your dogs be bored. So we have to fulfill them because dogs are working creatures. We need to give them something to do. Now, obviously, the traditional, the basic, the easiest way to drain a dog's energy is the physical component of it, right? And we all know this. You got to walk the dog. I got to walk the dog. Yes, of course. Now, here's the thing. There is more than one way to drain physical energy, which um, let me rephrase that. There's more than one way to drain a dog's energy that is not physical. You hear me? not physical. What the hell does that mean? Simple. It means that you can also drain a dog's energy mentally. Now I'm not talking about the DG joke, all the little games and all the little things where you lift the cups and you get the treats. Those are not energy draining. Those are cool. You could do them, but those are not energy draining because they're excitement driven. Okay. So let's backtrack this for a second. People believe again, and I agree that there is some kind of, that there needs to be physical activity for our dogs. Absolutely. Listen, we go and we do stuff physical. We go to the gym. I mean, I go to the gym, get my fat ass in shape. You know what I'm saying? To get my, my health in order. So physical activity is necessary to keep the body going, you know, drains energy. Sure. Of course. But here's the thing. it's not only about that because a dog may have either excess energy or you're not don't have enough time to drain all that energy on the physical side. So we need to figure out a way to drain the energy differently because this the reason why I wanted to talk about this topic was because, you know, here in New Jersey, today is a freezing cold. I mean, we still have enough frozen, we still have frozen, it's freezing cold today. Even earlier in the afternoon, it was freezing cold. So I was hearing some people say, you know, when you ask them during my, some of my sessions, you walk your dog. Well, you know, it's getting cold. Well, you know, it's raining. Well, you know, it's this. And so today, being the fact that it was cold, the walking starts to cease. And guess what happens? The behaviors start to come back or they start to intensify or it starts all over again. Okay. So what do we have to do? 
when I started working with socks, I was walking socks an hour and a half, three times a day. Okay. And I did have a full-time job back then. I wasn't doing this. People will say, well, you know, sure. And I get it. Not everybody can maybe physical issues, time issues, whatever. Listen, I get it. You know, well, what do you do when it's freezing cold? What do you do when it's rain? Guess what I did? I bundled my ass up, my hood on umbrella if necessary. I bundled up scarves, gloves, whatever. I was out there. Didn't like it. Did I like it? What do you think? Of course, I didn't like it, but it had to get done. But even though I was walking him for extensive amounts of time, multiple times a day, his excitement level, his energy level was so freaking high. It was so freaking high that I had to figure out other ways to give her that energy because the physical side of it just wasn't enough, you know? So we had to come up with the mental part of it. And the mental part of it is what we're going to be talking about today. And again, the reason why I wanted to talk about it was because it's starting already. There's always issues. There's always, you know, stuff happening, time issues, physical issues where you can't take your dog for a walk, weather issues. I get, I get all that. I get all that. But you still got to do your stuff, okay? So everybody says, well, you got to walk your dog. So traditional dog trainers, which a lot of my clients who have worked with beforehand with, they never got those, you know, problem resolved, obviously with the dog training, with the trick-or-treating crap, doesn't work because you got to walk your dog. Okay, well, that's all well and good. But if it's not enough, what do we do then? I had a client who was, um, had, a, had, had an aggressive uh, dog and this dog used to attack her. Okay, so he used to attack her and she was terrified of him. So we worked on some stuff and it was basically with her. It was kind of like a like a like a two step forward two two to sometimes three steps back because she would get all, you know, we would have our session. She would feel empowered. She would feel good. She would feel like she had tools ready to rock and roll. And then it would just fizzle away. And then it would just again, it was just a two steps forward two sometimes three steps back. So we never got anywhere with it because she just wasn't mentally strong to get this done. She was fearful and she just the fear just was insurmountable. It, she just let the fear win. So at that point, it was a lost cause. And so what we decided to do or what she decided to do was she decided to send her dog to a born train facility as a last step, this ditch effort. God bless her soul. You know, she tried her best. She wanted she tried multiple, you know things. This was the, you know, this is the one thing she decided to do. I kind of wasn't up for, I didn't think it was a good idea, but you know, under the circumstances, I figured, you know what, we got to get it done because at the end of the day, the owner, as we already know, what's about, it's about training people, not training dogs. It's about training people, not training dogs. And in this case, we had a, when an owner who was just terrified of her dog. I mean, that's just her dog owned her, you know, that's why he went after her hardcore. And that's just the way it is. So send it to the board and train facility, but she wanted me to keep tabs on them. So I did to the best of my abilities. I would monitor the social media accounts and, you know, see what was going on there. And what I noticed was that this particular trainer was um, doing extensive physical activities, biking, treadmill, running, you know, swimming, all sorts of physical stuff, a lot of like toy related, like tug of war kind of things. And as much as he was, you know, he was doing better. A lot of this stuff was so physical and so intense and so like physically draining that, yeah, it was making the dog tired. And that old saying a tired dog is a good dog. I don't buy that. A tired dog is a tired dog. A tired dog is just drained. 
So it doesn't mean that they have manners, social skills, etiquette, understanding of, 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 of directions, boundaries, difference, rules, respect, trust. They don't have any of that stuff because they're just tired, you know? So what we have to do is we have to figure out how to get this. And so what they were hap was happening that there was that this guy was just draining this dog physically because that was his job. You know, he was out there all day long biking with this dog for like an hour or two hours. He was putting the dog on a treadmill for another hour or whatever. He was doing all this physical stuff. And yeah, she would go see him. The part of the program, I forget. I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm not exactly sure how the program worked, but um, she explained it to me. I honestly don't remember, uh, but she would go visit him every so often. And she'd be like, oh my God, it's amazing. He's so calm and blah, blah, blah. And my concern was twofold. My concern was number one, that this dog was starting to become quote unquote respectful of the guy, the trainer, which is makes sense because he's the one that's, you know, doing the stuff and, and, and asking to, and, and, and putting things in place and, and putting rules and boundaries and limits and, you know, taking care of this dog. So he was the one who's earning the dogs, you know, the, the, the you know, making the dog follow him, but the owner wasn't learning any of this stuff. She wasn't developing that relationship of trust and respect. The other problem, which I was more concerned of than anything else, was the fact that this dog was so physically exercised on a daily basis that I did not believe that she could, you know, replicate that. And who could? I mean, I can't even do that. You know, that was that was like an all day thing of just physically draining your dog to the point where he would just plop on the floor and not want to move. So. Yeah, there, there, that, that was the issue that I had, because again, in most people's cases and most, most, most people's households, that's impossible. You know, yeah, you could put some kind of physical activity, you know, you could do, of course, and you have to do that kind of stuff. But when it becomes so excessive hours upon hours upon hours per day, that becomes unrealistic. You know what I mean? You got other stuff that needs, needs to care for, you need to take care of and do. How can you do all this stuff? It's just impossible, you know? And then, you know, unfortunately, these kind of trainers make people feel bad because, well, you know, you've got a dog. Well, now it's your responsibility. I, yeah, I agree, but this is a little ridiculous. So, you know, the problem with that, which again was my biggest concern, was that she was not going to be going to be replicating that physical activity that this guy was doing on a daily basis. And sure enough, whenever the program was over, eight weeks or whatever, he sent her back, sent them back to, 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 to his home within a matter of a week. I want to say maybe two weeks at the most. I think it was less than two weeks. I think it was a week we can have at the most incidents started happening again. He would go after her and attack her. And it was like, you know, it was severe attacks, you know? So, and it was not a big dog, but there was severe attacks. And so, you know, she called him, she called me and I explained what my concern was about it. And she goes, well, I get it. you know, but, but at the end of the day, it became the same problem. He can, she cannot replicate that kind of physical activity, but on the same token, she was not earning any trust of respect. So the bottom line was that this was an unsuccessful thing and don't worry. We found the dog a home. Uh, it was actually went to a household that could handle them. Uh, last time, last time I heard he's doing great and he did not get put down. Wasn't going to happen on my watch. We found them home. Everything worked out. So, you know, it is what it is. And, 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 you know, I don't want anybody to think, oh, well, she was a failure. No, I don't believe that she was a failure. This woman tried her hardest. She spent a truckload of money on stuff, expect the, except the fact that this was not a good fit. You know, it was not a good situation. It was not a good, good, a good fit. And, you know, it is what it is. So, um, you know, whatever, but, you know, at least she was smart enough to not 
you know, put them down or whatever and dog living happy. And it is what it is. But again, the reason why I wanted to bring this up was because as of today in New Jersey, it's freezing cold today. It's like in the 20s um, today here in New Jersey. So right before Thanksgiving too. Or today's Thanksgiving by you guys standards. Um, so, so yeah. So happy Thanksgiving. By the way, did you subscribe yet? Did you buy the book? Did you follow us? Come on. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting? Hurry up. Go, go do it. Okay. So put down that wine, that beer, put down that drumstick. Come on, go, go subscribe to all this stuff. Go buy the book. You're going to like it. Good Christmas gift too. You want to inspire somebody? You want to have, oh, that book, Godspell backwards. Don't forget, go buy it. Okay. So that's the reason why I wanted to talk about today. So what's the main thing when it comes to getting rid of the excitement, the energy, we got to drain it, right? So we just talked about the physical aspect of it, but you can't do all physical. So is there another way to drain energy? That's what people ask me a lot besides physical. And the answer is absolutely. It's called mental draining of the energy. Okay. You could drain mental energy just as effectively. I'm sorry. You could drain energy mentally just as effectively as you could drain energy physically, because I want you to think about this guys. Of all you guys that are listening right now, how many of you guys has a jo- have a job who with that basically is about sitting at a desk, you know, looking at a computer screen, that kind of stuff. You're not lifting bricks. You're not carrying shit all day long, right? You're not doing any of that stuff. There's not a like physical activity. So you're just working in a lawyer's office, working in a company, sitting on a computer, you know, whatever, just sitting down working on a computer, paperwork, that kind of stuff. Not a lot, not any physical activity at all. But do you ever come home from a day's work and you're just drained? You're just exhausted, right? Well, how's that possible? You weren't lifting bricks. You weren't doing anything physical. How's that possible? Because you're mentally drained. And being mentally drained is just as effective as being physically drained, right? So how does that translate on the dog side? Simple. We need our dogs to think. Okay, that's how we do it. So, the mental aspect of it, the mental aspect of it, just as effective because, like for example, I'll give you a good example. When, when I, when, when you're dealing with a dog who has excess energy. Now, like I said, let's not negate the fact that your dog needs to go for a walk. Your dog needs to have physical activities. And if you have a high energy dog, you could add some of that physical stuff that we were talking about. I talk about this all the time. You could put a backpack on them during a walk. You can put them on a treadmill, swimming, the biking stuff. You could do all those physical things. Absolutely. But if that's not enough, then let's add the mental part. If you're not capable or able or willing to do all that, then let's do the mental because the mental is also going to help you with what? To teach your dog proper manners, to teach your dog those directions, boundaries, and limits that you're trying to put in place, to teach the dog the rules that you want him to abide by, that you want him to follow, right? That's how you earn the trust and respect. So, so here's the thing. When it comes to how to do that, it's basically very simple. And I just mentioned it before is we want our dog to think, okay? Because you can't make your dog follow rules when his brain is so hyped up with excitement. His brain is so built up, so much energy. He can't learn anything, right? So 
we kill two birds with one stone. I hate that. I hate that saying. Let me take that back. We do, <laughs> we do two things at the same time. Yeah, I got a bird. I don't like doing that shit. No killing birds with stones. Don't do that. Um, so what do we do? We want our dog to think. And how do we do it? It's simple. We follow that work rules and then reward formula. Okay. So in this particular case, the work is not physical. The work is what? It's mental. If you said it, you got it. So let's put this in a uh, example type situation. Okay. We have a dog who is looking to, I don't know, uh, come on the couch and snuggle with you. Now, first and foremost, do you guys let your dogs on the couch? If the answer is yes, great. If the answer is no, because you don't want them on the couch, that's fine. That's part of your decision. But if you want your dog to go on the couch, it's only when they're invited. So this is part of the teaching of the rules. So my dogs are allowed on couches and beds, but only when they're invited and only when they are. I'm not going to tell you yet because that's part of this whole lesson that we're about to learn. So simple process. You want your dog to come on the couch. Your dog wants to come on the couch. So if we look at our work rules and then reward formula, coming on the couch for your dog is what? If you said reward, you got that correct because the reward, him coming onto the couch is the reward that he's basically what he's looking for. It's what he wants you to give him. Now, if you let your dog go on the couch when he's excited, bouncing all crazy, what did you just reward? You got it if you said you rewarded excitement. What did you just nurture? Exactly right. You nurtured excitement. So now your dog being a dog and as a dog, he's going to want to give a uh, dogs really give want to give us more of what we ask for. So if we show them that we want him to be excited, that's what we just reward him with the couch. He's going to give us more of that. On the same token, you just said that the couch is now a place of what? excitement. So that's when you have a dog that's running on the couch and crazy, acting crazy on the couch, because now the couch is associated with excitement. You got it. Masete proprio. Brave, brave. That's exactly right. So our work rules and then reward comes into play. So we already know that out of the three, the reward is what? It's the couch. Okay. Being on the couch, snuggling with us. In order for him to come on the couch though, he has to follow the rules. That's number two. So it's work, rules, and then reward. So he has to follow the rules. Now, what is the rule? What is it that we want from him in order for him to get what it is that he wants from us? The answer is simple. We want him to be calm. That's exactly right, guys. We want him to be calm. Now, obviously, him being invited on the couch is just a general rule because, you know, that's part of the process. But in order for him to be invited on the couch, we need him to be calm. That's how we give him a reward. That's how he gets his reward. So he is calm. He gets invited on the couch. He gets rewarded with being on the couch and snuggling with us, right? But before we get to that, He's got to learn that that's the case. So you're going to have a dog who's just going to jump on the couch, excited, get all crazy, maybe start biting on you, right? Maybe start digging on the couch, get, you get him off the couch, okay? Yep, he goes back, back on because he's excited. He gets back on. Plus, you've allowed this so many times, he gets back on. Oh, get off the couch, right? And now this repeats itself. So now he's thinking, hmm, hold on a second. That's not working. Well, I want to go on the couch. So me just jumping on is not working. Hmm. What can I do? Let me jump back on and bite her fingers. Maybe she likes that when I do that. Jumps back on, starts licking your face, jump biting your face, biting your fingers, and you get, yep, get off the couch. 
Okay, that's not working. Hmm. So now he's thinking, okay, well, that's not working. What can I do? Let me bark. So he's going to start barking. You don't even tolerate that. We ignore that. Let him be. Okay. Good boy, Legista. Good boy. Good boy, Demia. That's what the dog is telling you. What do you want from me? I want to come on the couch. Tell me what you want. But here's the thing. Don't forget. This is important. This is important. Get this into your heads. Dogs are not verbal creatures. So you can't start having a conversation with them, which a lot of people do. What do you want? What is it that you, you, you got to be calm, baby. You be calm. You come on the couch. If you're doing that, you're engaging with them. You are rewarding them with attention still based on excitement. Also, the talking escalates the excitement. Not to mention, they don't understand what the hell you're saying. You can't rationalize with them. Don't. Just stay calm yourself, feed your calmness to them, and just be patient and wait, okay? What are we waiting for exactly? I'm going to get to that in a second because this is the key here. So as he's doing all these things, he's testing you. He's trying different things, but he's still not getting his reward because none of those things are what we want. He's barking. He's digging. He's grabbing a toy and running around with it. He's doing all these things, but they're not the things we want that are going to get his reward, give him his, get him, get him his reward. Right. So he's going to do this thing. Hmm. Hold on a second. Let me think about this for a second. What is she? All right. So that's not right. Um, let me try this over here. Okay. That's not right. All right. Let me try this over here. So his brain is processing. His brain is doing what it's thinking. His brain is thinking. Now, when you're processing, when that brain is so active, what are you draining? If you said energy, you've been paying attention. Bravo, bravo. If you don't know, if you don't agree with that, I'm not sure what's the hell because you're going to be pulling out cookies and it's going to be all going down the tubes, okay? Patience, calmness on your side will feed to him and that brain is going to be processing all this stuff. So he's doing all these things. Well, this isn't working. Jeez, hmm, you know what? Let me go sit and let me go lay down over here in this corner and let me think about this for a second, okay? So now he goes over in that corner. He lays down, gives a little sigh, puts his head on the ground, and now he's what? Now he is calm. So guess what you do? Come on up, buddy. Get up on this couch. And he comes onto the couch. And now he's wondering, hmm, because the next time around, he's going to find out that that stuff still doesn't work. So now him being a dog, he's going to start processing in his head He's going to figure out and process and think, quote unquote, think, what is it that I was doing in these occasions when they let me on the couch and why and what was I doing over here when I wasn't allowed on the couch? Now, let me tell you something. Dogs are smart. So if you're consistent with your process, they're going to pick up on the pattern. And the pattern is very simple. When I'm calm, I get to go on the couch. When I'm not calm, I don't go on the couch. But in the same time while this is happening, how is he becoming calm? It's very simple because the first part of the work rules and then reward formula is not physical work. It's mental work. It's thinking. And I don't know about you guys, but I could tell you that when I am thinking about stuff and trying to figure out stuff, I need to take a break after a while because I am drained, drained. And that's how your dog feels. So now you're incorporating a very simple thing 
into your daily routine that is accomplishing so much stuff because you're still giving your dog all the rewards you want. And this applies whether it's food, treats, toys, affection, attention, playtime, whatever it is, that's part of the reward component. But now what's the rule and what is the work? So the work is always the same thing in, this particular, in, the, in these particular cases. So do you need to walk your dog for 60 miles a day if you can? But even so, maybe tone that down and add the other stuff because the other stuff is just as important because that's how you teach your dog the rules. So again, you're handling two things by doing one. You're taking care of two things by doing one, right? And the whole thing is when it comes to dogs is people mistake, mistake uh, excitement with happiness. They think that a dog that's excited is a dog that's happy, not even close. Excitement is different than happiness, guys. And the key here is that in order for a dog to be excited, it doesn't take much. You could bl- snap your fingers, your dog's going to become excited. But to make a dog calm, that's a whole other story. That's something that we have to teach our dogs to be calm. And this is one of the ways to do it. You know what I mean? So you make your dog think. You make your dog process. You're making your dog figure out what is it that he needs to do in order to get what it is that he wants. That's the basic of it. That's the basis of it. What is it that he needs to do in order to get what it is that he wants? That's it, right? If you start giving stuff for free, then yeah, he's going to start getting stuff for free. He's going to start getting spoiled. He's also going to start to become understanding of the fact that a specific state of mind, which 99% of the time is a bad one, is is what you want from him, you know? So if he's jumping on the couch and you're letting him be on the couch and he's all crazy and then y'all can now he gets level 30 and then he gets too excited. He's jumping all over you while you're trying to watch TV after a long day of work when you're tired because you're mentally drained and physically exhausted. And you're like, all right, get off of me. Enough. Oh my God, just go. Right now the frustration kicks in. The anger kicks in. So guess what you lost? You just lost some respect, my friends. Respeto de saluto. Trust out the door. That's what you've done. Okay. But by staying calm, staying patient and letting him go through it, letting him figure out what's going on. When I'm working with my clients and I'm explaining this, this simple concept, I make it kind of like how I've do it, done it here, interactive. And the reason why I do it is because I want them, much like I want you guys to think and figure out where we're headed. So I put you on the track and then I steer you in that direction until you get there. And your brain has to process and think, what is it that we're trying to do, right? And then afterwards I say, see, just like I made you think that's what we want our dogs to do, right? That's what we want our dogs to do. So we're draining them. We're giving them something to do, right? Because not everything is physical. Again, do they need the physical activity? Absolutely, guys. And don't misunderstand what I'm saying here when it comes to, well, I guess I never have to take my dog for a walk. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Take your dog out. The physical stuff, absolutely. The treadmills, the the swimming, the walking, running, all that stuff, absolutely. That's mandatory. But in addition to that, you have to practice this stuff because this is also part of the rules component of that magic formula of work rules and then reward. You know, this is by draining that energy, you're teaching the rules, but also, again, you're making that dog think you're making that dog process. That's how you teach a dog to do specific things, not by training them, not, not by conditioning them with treats. That's just, that's just tricks. 
you condition the state of mind, that's how you fix all the bad stuff. Okay. So don't mistake the fact that, okay, now I don't have to take my dog for a walk. The Pac-Man said, I don't have to no, I never said that. Definitely have to do that because, you know, dogs need to get out of the house. Basically, you know, people that have like the concept of, well, I just, you know, I just let my dog run around the backyard. Number one, the running around the backyard, which I have described, talked about this on previous podcasts. I have a YouTube video out. That's why make sure you subscribe. If you haven't done so do all that stuff and buy the book, God spelled backwards. Um, you know, running around the backyard is an excitement driven activity. It doesn't drain the energy. It builds up the energy because it's an excitement driven activity. It's playtime. Not to mention the fact that your dog and no gotcha, your dog is in prison. Because if you think about it, the prisoners are in their cell, which is in the house, and then in the yard. That's it's basically jail for dogs. That's when you keep your dog in the house without taking them out. So yes, you need to take your dog out. You need to do so. When it comes to like, as you go along, when you do this the right way, the need to, to exercise them physically is not as, 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 as much as you, know, you used to. So like, for example, I said with socks, you know, I used to walk them for an hour and a half, three times a day. As we progressed to now, is that necessarily anymore? Absolutely not. You know, it's not necessary at all anymore because he's doesn't his brain is conditioned and is stabilized at a low level of calmness. It's not appearing. We drain that bucket of energy. We're done. You know, so like after a while, we would start to drop those walks down. And then now, if we walk maybe like 15 to 20 minutes, that's it. And if it's really hot, him being black. If it's really hot, even less than that, because I could see him starting to drag behind, you know, Pepper is a little, a little bit more energetic, so she could use a little bit more. But at the end of the day, if, if we teach our dogs to be calm, that's what they're going to become automatically. So the brain controls the body, you know, and so the, the body is more for just entertainment purposes at this point, just to go for a walk, get some fresh air, you know smell, all that kind of stuff. And we're going to talk about how to walk properly because there's all these myths about, you know, the dog is the walk belongs to the dog and let him sniff the whole time. Well, much if I'd have been so this stuff is just so ridiculous, but we'll get into that in a second. Does that play a role? The smelling, the peeing? Absolutely. But again, it's part of it. It's not the whole thing. Okay. There still has to be structure and rules and boundaries and limits in the whole bit. So it's part of it, but it's not the whole thing. But like I said, if you start to drop down, if you start to um, uh, do things the right way, you start to drop down the energy. After a while, those walks start to drop down. And then before you know it, you're, you have my life perfectly stable, you know, not having to worry about anything anymore because those brains are exactly where they need to be. They're calm, relaxed, submissive babies. And my life is beautiful with these guys. You know, so in the beginning, yeah, you got to bust your ass a little bit more. You got to put in more time. But like I said, sometimes the physical aspects is not possible. So you have to take some time. You know, no, don't get me wrong. It still takes time because you still have to do some of this stuff. If you're just not willing to do anything, then I don't know what to tell you. But this stuff is important because, again, it builds trust. It builds respect. It builds a relationship between you and your dog. Okay. That's what I say all the time is a dog human relationship is just that. It's a relationship, you know, you got to care their needs. They got to care to yours. You got to trust and respect each other. You know what I'm saying? That's how it's done. So, um, so yeah, guys, you know, if you have any questions on that, please let me know. I would really love to hear your input and your thoughts on if you're already applying that, but, um, yeah, it's, 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 again, it's excitement is the root of all evil. And it's not really necessary to do all that physical stuff, you know, mental, remember, Mental exhaustion is just as effective as physical exhaustion, okay? 
mental stimulation is just as effective as physical stimulation. You know, you combine the two, you got everything is perfect. So try that out. Let me know what you think. Let me know how if it works. And uh, if you guys have any questions, like I said, make sure you buy Godspell backwards. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, Amazon, Google, uh, Spotify, and um, what was the other one? Uh, Apple. That was the other one. And subscribe to the YouTube channel and uh, follow us at Pac-Man to the Rescue, P-A-C-K-M-A-N, on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Guys, gobble, 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 gobble. <laughs> that sounds so weird to me, but happy Thanksgiving, guys. Listen, enjoy the day. Enjoy the family. Remember, family first. Enjoy your family. You know, eat. Mancha beef it. You know, don't drink too much, but eat. Enjoy. No dieting. Have some fun. Guys, thank you for joining this episode of Barking for Balance. And I uh, hope you guys um, follow some rules. Remember, it's about training people, not training dogs. Respect your dog's dogness. They need a balance of everything. Don't spoil them. Spoil them a little bit. Well, spoil them a lot. But don't forget, add the other stuff too. Mental and physical stimulation, rules about training people, not training dogs. Guys, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for joining this episode of Barking for Balance. This is the Pac-Man out. Thanks for joining, guys. Take care.